0: there is indeed a world unseen, a world that exists all around us, all the time. And every now and then, for whatever reason, we catch a glimpse of it and the dead get in. Good evening, everyone. Dr. G, Spirit Tales and Magic. Thanks for tuning in. It's about 10 minutes after 8 in the Pacific Northwest. It's uh, pitch black outside in the little restaurant that we're sitting in at the moment and starting to get a little foggy. Living in parts of the Pacific Northwest is somewhat sometimes like living in a Hallmark postcard or Christmas card. It's uh, you can be on the interstate and be in a forest and at the ocean and back in the forest, all in one day in one trip. It's also pretty spooky when the fog lays in sometimes. In, in the studio, we have an outside deck that I do broadcast from sometimes. Approximately 25 30 feet away from that deck is a pretty huge building. It has I don't know. I want to say 150, 200 storage units in it. It's moderately big. And in the time we've been here, the fog lays in so thick sometimes that you cannot see that building from the deck. It's like where the deck comes to an end, the world comes to an end. It's a great place for ghosty things. Get an email from a friend of ours in the Wheeling, West Virginia area, and he wanted to know if I had ever performed at the Towngate Theater. I said, well, you couldn't be in show business or a thespian in in the Ohio Valley and not have at least stepped foot in that theater. He said, have you ever talked about the, the ghost of the theater? shot him a quick email back and said, what's your story on that ghost? You always hear me say that. What's your story? This is Greg's story. Whether it's the energy of the crowd or the incredible imaginations of the actors, theaters across the world are well-known sites for haunting. This rings true in Wheeling's Towngate Theater. It's one of my favorite theaters and it's located at 2118 Market Street. It's owned and operated by Ogilby Institute since 1970. But it was originally a German Lutheran church built in 1850. The church withstood many major events in its time, including Wheeling's first publicly displayed Christmas tree in 1856, and the formation of the state of West Virginia in 1863. On May the 21st of 1862, a tornado came through the center market area of wheeling, blowing down the steeple and partially unroofing St. John's Episcopal Church and demolishing the upper decks of the steamboat mariner docked at Oaf Street's landing filled with Union troops and supplies. Thankfully, no one was injured in those incidents. Unfortunately, the Zion Lutheran Church was the site of tragedy. That afternoon at 2 p.m., when the tornado stormed through the area, the schoolrooms in the church were filled with children. Due to the unstable building practices at the time, the roof fell in North and south walls were damaged, and the upper floor collapsed, clear to the basement. Under the weight of the heavy trusses, three children died, and ten were injured. The church was rebuilt. The congregation remained there for more than a hundred years. Based on the stories told by Towngate regulars, it seems that the children might have stayed as well. Tim Thompson, the director of the Performing Arts with Ogilby Institute and Towngate Theatre, recounts a story told by the late playwright and actor Tom Stobert. One Saturday afternoon in the late 1970s, an acting teacher at Towngate went around the theater and turned off every single light after her classes were over. She locked up, headed out to her car. Just as she was ready to pull out into the Market Street, she saw a couple of children looking out the driveway window. She stopped the car and went back inside the theater, but no children could be found. According to an October twenty-seventh, 1979 article in the Intelligencer, which is a local newspaper, some ghosts must retain their native languages after death. In a hilarious account that was reported with uh, with dead seriousness, two actors were painting the theater one evening when they heard noises coming from the basement. Given that the building was once occupied by a German-Lutheran congregation and that services were given in the German language until the bombing of Pearl Harbor on December seventh, 1941, one of the actors decided to address the ghost in German. The ghost was reported to have groaned. When the actor actor asked it, what condition are you in? The ghost was said to have replied, decayed, but only in German. Needless to say, the actors ran out of the theater and refused to resume their painting until the daylight hours. Of course, many regular performers can tell you about what Thompson refers to as the Towngate ghost. That would be Mr. Peter Whittaker. He was an actor at Towngate when it was leased from the Zion Lutheran Church in 1969. He later purchased it in 1970. Although Thompson never met him, Stobart said that Whittaker was a genius and an incredibly gifted actor. He was the founder and artistic director. Hal O'Leary got along with beautifully. Unfortunately, he had a bad heart from birth, and he passed away in 1971. According to Thompson, Stoddard told him that Peter remained at the town gate as a ghost. The story goes that the technical director at the time Was in the catwalk focusing lights that are above the audience a very very tight space he was trying to get an even wash of light across the entire stage the only set piece on the stage was an ornate chair which happened to be peter's favorite the phone started ringing and the technical director went down a ladder to the phone that did not have a view of the stage When he answered it, there was no one there. He hung up the phone and returned to the lights, only to find that all 12 lights were now focused directly on Peter's favorite chair. Although we often think of ghosts as being malevolent specters that drift through the world, scaring the living, it would seem to me that Peter Whitaker's ghost is not that type at all. Thompson reports, anyone who has acted or taken classes at the town gate knows of Peter, the ghost of town gate. He is friendly. He loves the theater. And to our knowledge, he's never really scared anyone. He goes on to say that in his times in and out of the theater, the chair in question is still there. And that he was sitting in it one day, very close to the wings of the stage when the phone rang and seemed like other people in the theater were ignoring it. So even though he wasn't a part of the theater, he decided he would go and answer it. Nobody was on the phone. And when he looked back, the chair was in the middle of the stage. He says, doc, I wrote that off as someone just, Putting the chair back where it usually rests, if that's where it usually rests. He said. Then a stagehand asked me if I had moved Peter's chair. No, I didn't. I didn't touch it. Well, so we put it over there, on on the side, and uh, you know none of us moved. And it. now it's back in the center of the stage. Do you actually work here? They knew I didn't work there, and they politely asked me to leave, which I did. He says, I wonder, do you have any other haunted theater stories that you would like to share? He has in parentheses after that. I showed you mine. Now show me yours. Okay, smart aleck, but growing up in that valley as someone who did magic, and performed in all of the theaters of the time and some places that were more of a private not an actual theater but the theaters there were were big very well done theaters with a proscenium. and when you you look at that theaters in pictures and you go wow that's a great looking theater you can still look up the capitol theater on the internet there's one called the Court, which is gone. Um, there was the Victoria, and I, I know I'm missing Capitol, the Court, the Victoria. Probably two or three others that I'm I'm missing. Uh, I don't think I was in any one of them that wasn't rumored to be haunted. Now, fast forward to a lot of years later, here in Washington the theaters are all publicized as haunted 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 we have the theater where kurt cobain allegedly overdosed i mean there's just list after list after list of of theaters and ghosts and if you google that ghost in theaters you will have pages and pages of things to see but being that i started october with stories from the valley and he sends this email it's one of those show rights themselves kind of things we are going to try and do a podcast every day for october whether we succeed or not depends largely on time we did have a show fall through today so that allowed us a little bit of freedom What's your ghost story? What would you like to hear about? If you don't have your own story, what is it that interests you? Where do you live? What part of the world? We have a couple friends that are up towards Salem, Massachusetts. We're going to do some things with that. Philadelphia, Boston. We have listeners all over the place. That's the magic of internet. We have a couple listeners outside the country. And I'm not going to spoil it for you. Cassandra and I, I believe, will be live Friday the 13th. And that's all I'm going to say about it right now. But it should be interesting. We'd love to hear your story. Got another email that says, Doc, it's spirit, tales, and magic. Where's the magic? So I will make a promise that in the next day or two, we will do something that involves you at home and Cassandra and I or myself, wherever we happen to be in the world at that time. So that's something to maybe look forward to if you're looking for the magic in Spirit Tales of Magic. Let me know what it is that you'd like to hear, what topic would you like to cover? You can send it to us and I can read it. You can come on and read it yourself. You can say your name or you can remain anonymous or we can call you Fred. No offense to anybody named Fred. We'll be out and about all over the Pacific Northwest for about the next 33 days. And maybe in some other places as well. And we would love to see you. But until then, my friends, we'll see you inside your mind. And always remember, there is indeed a world unseen. A world that exists all around us, all the time. And every now and then, for whatever the reason, we catch a glimpse of it and the dead get in. Good night from Seattle.